Welcome to Live with Crabtree Coaching Collaborative, your campus for educational excellence. Now, as instructional leaders, we want to avoid that overwhelming sense of burnout and exhaustion because of all of those different competing priorities. We want to avoid our staff members becoming utterly frustrated because they cannot keep up with the demands. And let's face it, we want to avoid just having that lack of confidence because we don't feel like we're making any progress. That's why you're here, right? My name is Alyssa Crabtree, and with over 16 years of experience, I am here to help you gain clarity amplify your learning like never before, and hone in on intentionality. This is where transformation begins and excellence is always the standard. Remember, we are in this together, my friends. So let's do this thing. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have you here tonight. I have Dr. Keela Price with us. And if you will just bear with us for a hot minute, we are having some technical difficulties. But as I was telling Dr. Price, that's the theme of my day. This morning at TCTLA, we were having some Zoom issues. Um, and so, you know what? We're educators. So y'all just roll with us. We're going to be great. But Dr. Keela Price, thank you so much for being here tonight. Sure thing. Thank you for having me. Oh, so pumped to have you on today. And just to give a brief overview of Dr. Keela Price, first of all, this is her 17th year in education, her second year as a campus principal. She has served as an academic dean, an assistant principal for six years. She's been a biology teacher. She's done it all. And she's here to share with us some of her greatness. So Dr. Price, Tell our audience, our viewers, just a little bit about you and your journey to becoming a principal. Okay, awesome sauce. Well, it started with the notion of let's pursue a degree in biology to become a pediatrician, right? And uh -huh. you, know, you know that thing, you tell God what your plans are and that's a good laugh. So took that route, was ready for pre-med, married the high school sweetheart and twins came. So I was like, listen, we can take all of this to residency school. So let's go for a different alternative. And that's when I fell into education. And the first year, the department chair comes and he says, you have the gift because there is a gift, right, with teaching and education. And uh, we discovered that gift and I continued to pursue that joker. It led me to Texas where I continued to teach biology. I, initially, I was in Louisiana. Then I came to Texas, um, taught biology here in uh, Spring ISD. Um, there's some good folks over there who helped lay that foundation of what it means to be an assistant principal. Took um, a gig in Klein ISD as a biology teacher before moving to Conroe ISD um, as that assistant principal. And then Willis with the Dean of Instruction and the principalship. And I'll just say it's just one of those things where um, and you'll hear me talk about the book Amplify Your Impact in regards to coaching. But just my goal is to inspire, educate and motivate. And that's always been a goal, even with 
pursuing the notion of being a pediatrician. So I still work with students. You know, those are my pediatric patients, so to speak, <laughs> but just in a different light. Absolutely. Well, and you had said that someone empowered you and, yes. and told you you had the gift. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that's even your mission to empower others. Yes. Awesome. I love that. So visitors, those of you who are viewing, because we have Dr. Price with us today, as we're going through, if you have specific questions that you want to ask, drop it in the comments. We are here to answer your questions. I'll have to tell you, uh, Dr. Price, Diane Wilson did say price is the bomb.com. <laughs> that is the best counselor in the land. Do you hear me? Ah, I love it. <laughs> Well, welcome, Diane. We're glad you're joining us tonight. Um, oh, my God. I didn't know she was going to be in the audience. No pressure. No pressure. Girl, you got fans. I love <laughs> it. So, Dr. Price, last year was your first year as a campus principal, and we know what a huge undertaking that is. So what are some amazing things that you started right off the bat that you will continue to do this year, and you also recommend principals watching tonight? do as well. Okay, awesome. So um, mentorship is really big for me. And that's me mentoring others and also seeking mentors as I accomplish my goals and the career as a, an educator. So one of the things that Mark, Dr. Mark Weatherly told me to do was always to keep the main thing the main thing. Yes. And what he meant by that and what I continue to pursue each day is whenever you walk on that campus, it's always about the students and it's about their academic needs. True. But it's also about their social emotional needs. Um, Diane is my counselor there at Brabham Middle School. She and Shannon King, they make a really great uh, partnership and we believe in holistic learning and that's mm -hmm. arts, academics and athletics, because the true story is. Some of the kids won't come to school unless they're able to draw. Some of the kids won't come to school unless they can play football. But just keeping the main thing, the main thing is all about students. And the other item that I would like to share would just be student agency. And what I mean by that is just like football drafts, right? Um, Jalen, I don't know his last name, but um, you know the quarterback, long story short, his agent um, was really pivotal and making sure that he was successful with just his ads and his advertisements and things like that. He was in the Super Bowl, yes. And so that's what we have each year. You know, there's a Super Bowl, it's called Star, and you have to be the agent for your students, but you give them the tools that they need, and that's their voice. How can they use their voice to communicate with you what it is that I need each and every day? Because today I may need counseling. Today I may need my football coach. Today, Dr. Price, I may need you, but we have to make sure that we are aware of what student agency is and how to mm -hmm. utilize that each day. That's so powerful. And, you know, as we work alongside teachers and instructional coach and other instructional leaders, showing them ways to motivate students so that students can take on the tools that they need independently without someone by their side feeding it to them. Um, how would you say, and this is kind of a, a different question, but just kind of piggybacking off of that, 
how can we also foster teacher agency and giving them the tools that they need? Oh, I'm so happy you asked. Oh my goodness. Okay, so here are the facts. Number one, you have to listen. You must listen. So often, uh, like I met you at POC, you know, in passing. Uh -huh. So I'm always like, okay, what can I do to build this, this portfolio, for lack of a better word, of what it means to be an awesome leader? Well, mm -hmm. you have to listen to your teachers. Once you listen to your teachers, you have to support your teachers. And it's the same thing with your students. Your idea of support as a leader may be different from what the idea, not idea, from the need of support from your teachers. And so that takes that trust booster. Um, there's a, a book by um, Dr. Combs, Dr. Julie Combs that I read, and it's called Trust factor and she talked about trust boosters and trust busters and with that you have to establish that trust because if i'm going to allow someone to come into the space and communicate what their needs are they have to be able to trust me so you have to listen you have to be trustworthy and you must have follow through because yes. unlike students students with their agency okay they're going to be there but they Nine times out of 10, they're not going to hold you as accountable as a teacher because the teacher knows you told me you were going to give me this. OK, yep. uh, where is it? You told me that you were going to be there to give me that feedback, that authentic feedback in a timely manner. OK, well, this is a month later and some people will not remind you because, oh, you know, you're too busy, you know, just as a campus principal, you're too busy. So they feel like, you know, I don't want to be a crutch. But as the leader, you have to listen and you have to make sure that you're supporting them and doing so in a timely manner. Oh, man, Dr. Price, I'm so glad you talked about that, because even this morning I hosted a webinar on how instructional leaders can foster trust with the teachers that they lead. And I, it was titled Resistance to Readiness. And that's mm. exactly what I talked about are those listening skills and follow through in a timely manner, which means we got to be organized, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> it took me a while to learn that one. <laughs> so thinking of like staying with the theme of last year, what is okay. one thing that you would change from last year that you did that you would also say, hey, principals, don't do this. Or if you do this, add a little bit of this with it. So um, I was on a Zoom this morning with TPS training, doing that refresher, right? Ooh, and so, so <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so with that, I said, what's the one thing, you know, Price, you received principal of the year last year, your first year as principal. That's unheard Isn't that of. awesome? Right? That is so awesome. Unheard of. And so I know I have a good team because the team is the reason why I received you know, principal of the year. Like I have an amazing Dean of Instruction, Brooke Paulson. She will be Dr. Brooke Paulson one day, just so you'll know. <laughs> and so we sit there and we, we had everything we needed in regards to a formula for a great campus culture, right? Because you must have a great campus culture yeah. before the learning happens. But in reflecting, um, utilizing the TPAS rubric today, it was the planning component. Like I was burning my candle from both ends, Alyssa. And I was like, 
at the end of the year, you know, it was like birthing a baby, like, yes, the baby is here. Okay. Well, guess what? Well, now you got to take care of the baby. And so that's when you have to sit there and I call it my refill. I was able to get a refill this summer uh, just with my trainings and books and all that other good jazz that I love. But but that's the one thing, the planning piece. Uh, so now I have anchor charts. I'm probably sharing too much, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yes, tell us. <laughs> I have an anchor chart behind my um, my door. Um, Ms. Wilson, when she entered my office at the beginning of the year, she was like, what is this? But it's all the things for this year from June to June. And I've been able to actually sit back and coach my assistant principals, coach my dean, coach my counselors, like coach everybody who carries the torch with me each day. And I can do so with intentional planning so that we're not always uh, feeling that that energy from a rat race. I am putting this as a banner, Dr. Price, because I feel like it is so important for uh, for other principals to hear. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, you said one and tell me if I'm wrong in paraphrasing this, but that purposeful planning from June to June you have something visible, what you're using anchor charts, but whatever any administrator can use to keep the schedule visible and work alongside the whole leadership team to, to plan. Because like you said, you don't want it to be a rat race. Correct. So when you are talking to that leadership team about like all these, all these charts, what is the intention? Is it that y'all are dividing and conquering? What, what do y'all talk about with it? And that's the thing. Uh, going back to, you know, this morning with that Zoom session, um, there's so many things as a campus principal you're responsible for. And number one is safety of your students. You're also responsible for student growth. You're also responsible for making sure you take care of your teachers. So there's a number of things. But we have to remember that we have a team behind us. Yeah. But with that team, so you list all of your roles and responsibilities, right? That mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day, this is what I'm responsible for. And then you match those roles and responsibilities with your campus leaders because you should know their strengths. Because as you ask me about my teachers, that's how I feel about my leaders too. Yeah. I have to sit down with them. I have to build that that trust booster, right? And watch out for the trust busters so that when it's time for me to sit down and give them what's ultimately on my plate, but it matches their skill set, they're willing to embrace it. So they embrace whatever that item is, they attach a deadline to that joker, and we can move together as a team. It is not just the Kiwa Price show. Yeah. Uh, principals, if you are watching, assistant principals, associate principals, deans, list all of the roles and responsibilities of your leadership team. And I love what Dr. Price just said. Match your team member skill sets with those responsibilities. That's going to build efficacy right there. Right That's there. The That's, That's the going to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dr. Price, I'm going to get efficacy like tattooed on my forehead. Alyssa, I just said that, and Diane will attest to it. I'm always saying what I want to tattoo on my arm, and that's the word. Yes. That is the word. And it, 
man, if more people invested in efficacy and the collective efficacy of their leadership team, they could rule the world, rule the world. Yes. I love it. Um, so that's great advice. And so any administrator who is listening, this is something Dr. Price, she's saying district, first of all, district principal of the year. This is something that she is going to strengthen this year. You yes. should too strengthen your campus. Um, so we know right now the hot topic, and I have sat along so many administrators and instructional coaches and teachers and have heard the cry um, regarding behavior management the last two years. And it's kind of a hot topic on how do we support our learners' social-emotional learning? How do we uh, support them with structure? Because of a lot of different things that have occurred, I wouldn't even just say it's the pandemic, uh, post-pandemic life. What do you believe has created this onset of unexpected behaviors and how is your campus addressing them? Great question. So just looking at the research and also working with um, secondary students these 17 years, there is a lack of adolescent social awareness. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because of virtual isolation. Uh, we, we talk about COVID often in the COVID slide, but the true story is that virtual isolation was there prior to, because students, they are digital natives. <laughs> they just are. And so they can build these virtual worlds where they can be three different people in your house and you don't even know. Mm -mm. But we must assist them with that social awareness. Um, and then to combat that, right, um, just the way that we address it um, at my campus is love and light. Mm. When those students come in, because they, they have that, um, I can say whatever I want to say, right, in the, the digital world. And they don't remember that you have digital footprints that are tied to whatever those comments are or the behavior or the video you shared. But we're always going to give our students grace. Yeah. Um, that's first. We also celebrate our students. So in regards to behavior, one of our campus initiatives that we have is PBIS. So that's that positive behavior interventions and supports. And the key word is support. Being that you never know what type of student you're going to get each year. But you can bet money on you're going to have the same behaviors each year. So go ahead, sit with your leadership team, address whatever those major and minor behaviors are that you know are going to come inside of your campus. But remember to address it with love and light. Yes. I love that. Love and light. And how powerful if the students are able to feel that love and light, especially with the lack of it that, oh, my dog's going crazy. Sorry. <laughs> especially with the lack of it from uh, social media and having that isolation, um, it really separates them. So I love that, Dr. Price. So my next question is about a quote from Simon Sinek. And I love this quote. It says, leadership is not about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. And so what would you say are the top three ways an administrator can take care of their teachers, their staff, their leadership team? All right. And you guys have heard me say it once. I'm going to say it again. Providing support and grace when needed. 
People need support and grace. And I love Simon Sinek. Like his books, if you don't have his book on your shelf, just Google any one of them and order yes. that over today. Um, and then listen to assess those needs. But when you do so, um, there's a, a couple of books related to this item as well. But love language in the workplace. Like, I love to eat. And when I say love to eat, like, we have food trucks at my campus almost every other Friday. That kind of stuff. So jealous. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. And, and Diane, she's in charge of the food trucks. You know, she's my senior counselor, guys. So you'll hear me say your name often. But she sent me the menu for Friday, Alyssa. And listen. It Do I need to come food. on Friday? You may want to. <laughs> But it's that love language, but that's my love language. So I like to eat. So if you want me to come to your meeting, have my Gordettos, have my, you know, my coffee, I will sit there for hours and playing with you. But some other people that may not be their love language, and you need to know what your staff loves. And then the other side of that is to model what you expect. Mm. Self-care is important. Yes. You have to set boundaries and you adhere to others' boundaries. Um, something that I've done that allowed me to sustain my um, energy level, because I'm, I'm happy all the time. Like if whoever you meet, no matter what school district, I'm the same person that I was 17 years ago with the smile. And that's all I know is positivity and relationships. And the, the reason why is because I'm able to um, be present. And that's being present with my teachers. If I'm at school, I'm at school. If you're in my office and if we're in a meeting, you don't have to worry about me texting on my phone or trying to hurry up and get to the next email. I have a lot of 30 minutes for you. You're going to get your 30 minutes. And it's going to be uninterrupted time. But that's also for my family. Mm. So um, Dr. Cozy He's a psychologist in my district, Willis ISD. Let me just go ahead and plug them real quick because I know a lot of first year principals do not have mentors. Not only um, do we have executive directors that take really good care of us, but we also have um, a psychologist that um, our former superintendent, Dr. Hawkrider, he brought him and introduced him to all of the principals and the guy has made us sit down, be intentional about what, what role you have when you are at work, when you are away at, at home, when you're with friends, like what to do and what that looks like. But also self, like even you, Alyssa, there's a number of roles you play in a given day. I mean, yeah. starting this morning, you, you were on a meeting, this, you were in a meeting this morning. You have to play that role. Um, mm -hmm. Your pup is there. You know, you're a pup mom. Like, there's so many roles, <laughs> yeah. right? But we have to know when to put the cape on for ourselves, too. And mm -hmm. it goes back to that adage. Um, there, Well, there's a question. It says, who do you give oxygen to when the plane is going down first? Oh, your kid. For you, you, and then you do it to your kid. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because if you pass out, what happens to your kid, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the, the self-care is extremely important. And, and that's it. Oh. That is it. How and how important was it that your pre, su, former superintendent brought in 
that individual to just kind of shed light on that. Um, I've seen those mm -hmm. memes going around that no one will ever remember how hard you worked or how late you stayed at work except for your kids. You know, like that, it That's kind right. of like hit home, like, oh, yeah. And, and so really taking the time to take care of yourself. I love that. If so, Alyssa, I, I just dropped my daughter off at the University of Texas. This is her freshman year. We moved her in Wednesday, August 16th. Well, Alyssa, Wednesday, August 16th. I'm not doing okay, but we, we're going to work it out. Oh. Wednesday, August 16th was also the first day of school for me. Wow. But being but you that, had to be there for your, you had to be there for your baby. Like you had to, that. Yeah, exactly. And so modeling that right for my team, but mm -hmm. also trusting that my team has me. So all yeah. those questions that we just addressed, making sure that we do all of that each and every day. So when things pop up and you can't be there physically because you need to be somewhere else to support your family, it's okay. Because we're leaning on one another. Yes. And it works. Well, and I'm going to add on to that, Dr. Price, and let me know your thoughts. To be able to do those things and feel comfortable, one, you, I'm assuming you had to purposefully plan with your team, you know, like we talked about earlier, having that plan in place and having that planner and then growing the capacity of those around you so that you can take time for other things. What, what are your thoughts on that? That is correct. Um, <laughs> my assistant principal, we, I told her we're sitting at a table and, you know, I have the anchor chart, right? It's in the office, but I've written everything down. And so we call this meeting and it's okay, guys, what does tomorrow look like? And so she's sitting there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, you're the facilitator. And she goes, wait, what, what, what? I'm the facilitator. What? But it was seamless because I knew um, she had just all of the resources and she has this skill set to get her done. Right. Yeah. And she did. She did. So just taking that um, information and just making it, um, just adding that, that activity, you know, with the roles and the responsibilities and breaking that down and giving that to them. But that intentional planning piece, once you sit there and you establish whatever it is you guys are going to do, you have to let go leaders. Uh -huh. You have to trust them. You have to trust them. Girl, and that is one of the biggest things that when I have individuals come to me and they're so stressed about time management and I'm, you know, we do time inventories and I ask them to sit down. All right. I want to see hour for hour what you're doing. And they're nine times out of 10. I'm like, why are you doing that? And <laughs> they will say, because so-and-so is supposed to do it, but they don't ever do it. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because then you can't be your best self mm -hmm. if you're not growing the capacity of that individual to do it correctly. Correct. And, and that's when burnout happens. Yes. And that's we got to prevent the burnout. <laughs> uh, true story. That's another tattoo, <laughs> Alyssa. It is. So <laughs> thinking of like ways to prevent burnout, I always go to collaboration. And we know that collaboration is vital 
for educator success, no matter what level you are within the realm of education. So how do you facilitate effective collaboration on your campus and professional development among your teaching staff? Awesome question. Um, allow time, because that's the other piece. You have to give individuals time if you don't provide that time with collaborating, you have to be really intentional about that. So if, let's say, for instance, second period, your RLA teachers are off and it's their planning time. You as the principal can't bust in and just interrupt and be like, oh, OK, I need you to come do a different task. I know you're off this period. No, no, no. She's not off. He is not off. They need time to plan. And if you allow them time to plan, then that effective collaboration um, pops in. Um, I told you that I was at the PLC conference. Mm -hmm. And with that collaboration piece, it also has a modeling piece to it. I need to be able to converse with my partner and also my partner and I, we have to sit here and dissect all of the data and, and the tools that we need, right? In order to make sure we're measuring student growth. But then we also have to model. So I need time for, this, for them to do it at back and ask questions. And I can't do that if you're in the way leader. So we have to provide them with that time. Yes. I, I like something really stuck out to me that you said that individuals might claim, oh, they're off. We need them to go do this. <laughs> but you said, no, they're not off like that. That is so true. That's not a free period. It's not like they're going shopping and getting their nails done. Um, you want them to, they're working. Teachers are working so hard during that period. How can we get other administrators to kind of shift their mindset on that too, to where it's not I mean, I, I understand sub shortages and teacher shortages and things like that. But when it's preventable, how do we encourage principals, other principals to kind of take on that idea, that belief? First, as a principal, I had to see it. I, I will just say um, I had to have a growth mindset in that regard because you are right. You know, there are shortages and things of that nature, but that should be your last option when you're needing coverage for classes. Um, but as a principal, I, I had to walk in and visit, right? Not interrupt, just visit. Just walk in, oh, okay, see which teams, because some teams need different levels of support because they're not ready to plan by themselves. Yeah. And that's when you have your instructional coaches come in, which um, have been phenomenal, right? Just having, because I have instructional coaches on my campus, and they are like the blood in the veins. I'm just oh, going to be honest with you. And so just having those guys there and removing yourself so that those individuals, they can take care of business is important, but you have to see it as a leader yeah. because that was the way that I was like, you know what, Price, you need to back up. Mm -mm, that is sacred time. Give it to them because I saw what was going on in the classes. And then that translated inside of the instructional component inside of the classroom for the instructional delivery. And it was like, oh, I saw her do that in collaborative team time. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave that alone. So yeah. don't bother them. Trust that they're going to do the work. Yes. But you know what, Dr. Price, you said it to you. You're so many great nuggets here. You <laughs> mentioned you saw it. 
You were present. You were in those hallways. You were in those classrooms. You were in those meetings so that you weren't making assumptions along the way or you knew, oh, I can leave them alone because I just saw her do that. And and to me, one, I'm just going to throw this out there. That's probably one of the reasons, one of the many reasons you won district principal of the year because you were present. And, and so let's talk about that for a second, fostering a positive school culture. What are your tips? What are your tricks? What, what is it that everyone's dying to know that you have done? Well, just two words. Um, it's called awesome sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, there's a formula and with that formula, um, with the formula of awesome sauce, it's, the listening component, you must listen to your people. Like it's imperative. You have to listen, but you have to listen and you take notes because they're trying to tell you, this is what I need. Yes. Give it to them. Give it to them. As a leader, if you don't have it on campus, that's when you advocate. Hey, executive director, I need this. Well, what's the why? You ask the five whys in that conversation with your teacher, well, why do you need that level of support? Well, why is that important for you? Well, why do you think that's going to change your student growth goal in your class? Well, why do you think that's going to improve your students' academic learning? Like you you ask those questions, whatever it is. And sometimes they, not sometimes, most of the time, teachers are gonna become um, aggravated because it's like, why does she keep asking me all these whys? Well, you're asking the whys because your supervisor, they're going to ask you, well, why, yes. do you think that, why do you think you need that? Well, why do you want me to spend such and such thousands of dollars on class kick? So that's a, another, so I had a teacher, she came to me and she told me she would like to use class kick. I didn't even know what that was, Alyssa. I saw class kick in action and I saw my students getting up, answering questions, moving about the classroom, they're wondering what. And then she showed me the data because class kick was able to do formative assessments. Sir, ma'am, this is why we need it. But I had to ask her what all the whys were in order to move forward. So going back to the awesome sauce, you have to listen, Uh you have to give them those supports, but then the other piece in the positive culture you better be the change you want to see. Because as educators, as leaders, as principals, we get tired too. But you have to put that face on every day. I tell my team, I said, I will not get out of my car without love and light. Will mm-hmm. not. I will sit there. You know, I get up in the morning. I do my devotional. I, I sit there and I, I play my music. I sing my favorite songs in my head when driving to work. I'm getting out and my students even know it. They see me in the hallway. What's what's the song in your head today? And like, sometimes it might be Sesame Street and I just burst out singing it. Sesame Street, yes. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Yes, can you tell me how to get there? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Now that's gonna be in my head all night. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. But those, all of those drive your culture, all of those things, Mm -hmm. all of it. And and that's what we do. That's what I do every day, every Mm -hmm. day. And I, I focus on those whys and it's tough, um, you know, just as a leader, because as you're focusing on those whys, you're taking notes. 
and you have to go back and make sure you deliver, right? Yep. So there's um, an app I use that's called Artful Agenda. Oh my goodness, it's smoking. Okay. You're gonna have to check it out. I'm but, Artful Agenda? Yes, ma'am. It's, it's the bomb.com. Yes, it is. And um, it, it keeps me organized. And yes, it's, it's some good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. I'll have to like, let's recommend, I'm recommending it now to everyone. I'm going to have to check it out um, yes. <laughs> because I will tell you, that's one of the first things I do as a leadership coach is when we're getting people organized, I'm like, let's look at your organizational system. What's your agenda? How do you, how do you keep track of everything? How do you take notes when you are listening to teachers? That's oh, huge. Wow. And your top three, T3. That's the last part of the awesome sauce. Oh, I need the, to add that. Yes, ma'am. The T3, um, those are the three things. If I don't do anything else today, Alyssa, these are the three things that I must do. Okay, what are they? So it just depends on whatever that day is. So if any deadlines you have from your supervisors, right? So it's always going to be geared toward your job. It's always going to be geared toward students. And then you have your teachers. So what are you going to do for students each day? What are you going to do for teachers each day? And what are you going to do to keep your job today? So <laughs> you pick those three things and you put those on your agenda and then you allow the other items to go ahead and line up. Yeah. But that's that whole inspire, educate and motivate. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to inspire your teachers every day. My teachers, I never let them leave my presence without something good. I'm going to always encourage them. And I'm not talking about some, oh, your hair's pretty today. No, 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 no. You better get to know them. Yeah. Get to know them. I have one um, new teacher. She just came on board and her son um, is in the military. Oh. And he graduated um, from the military program. And so before she was heading out the door, I'm like, hey, I'm so proud of your son. And I'm proud of the things that you have instilled in him. That kind of stuff. And it doesn't take that long. Her face lit up. Mm. Lit That's up. Beautiful. Yes, ma'am. Well, and unfortunately, you know, I have heard stories where new staff members have come on and they've said, you know, my campus principal has never come up and spoken to me. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, oh, how heartbreaking because that administrator is leading you and they don't know you. Mm. So when you are talking to new administrators and you know what let's be honest even some veteran administrators what would you say is the one move that they can make on monday to build relationships with those they lead check on your sheep check on your sheep um there's a book that's called the way of the shepherd go by and it doesn't take that long do your hallway sweeps every day. Just show your face, even if they're teaching. Open the door, step in there, give them that smile. Stay in there five seconds, step out. They just, if you could just go in, that's your first step is making a connection with them one-to-one. -one. Because there are some people on our campuses, you know, school has started. We're hustling and bustling. And there's meetings and things that we've been called to. And you haven't even had a chance to say hello to that teacher. Yeah. And that's the reality. Yeah. But if you do your whole sweeps and you check on your sheep, and if you were to read that book, um, The Way of the Shepherd, you'll understand more about what that means. 
but you go and you're able to see who needs me today. Who needs me today? Yeah. And Five that, seconds. I love that, Dr. Price. That's so powerful. And teachers want you in their classrooms. Like Correct. teachers want you present in the hallway and they crave that. They, mm -hmm. they want to see their face, everyone's faces. So, but a little, well, oh, yes, that's also, that's also with your leadership team. <laughs> so, 100 percent, 100, your coaches, yes, your anyone, anyone your who's in a leadership yep. position, your counselors, yes. your APs, and and that's one of the biggest, especially when it comes to. Uh, behavior management. One of my biggest things is, man, let's just be more present as mm. leaders, because when that happens, you do notice a decline in office referrals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like True. Um, but relationships are being built. And it is, you know, we tell teachers all the time, stand at your door and greet your students. Stand, mm. you know, talk to your students one on one. That's human connection. All humans crave that. So right. leaders, let's do that as well. True. Um, so thinking about the trends ahead, different innovations, you've talked a little bit about some technology on your campus, but do you anticipate anything that will significantly impact education and how is your campus preparing to adapt to that change? Okay, so I told you students and teachers, you know, that's what I focus on daily. Uh -huh. So I'll, I'll address students first. Um, digital citizenship is a real thing. And so my campus, um, we're utilizing something that's called Neptune Navigate. And I have, an I have my reading coach, I have my math coach, right? And they also share, my reading has reading and social studies. Math coach has math and summer science but I also have a campus technology coach awesome. and that's a blessing. And so yeah. with that technology coach, um, she's going to help us with that Neptune navigate in the digital citizenship things that we can roll out at staff meetings, because I share with you whenever staff, when they're with me, I always want them to leave with something to make them better. Right. And so yeah. we also give them tools. So your staff meetings principles should also be PD. There's something that they should be getting, not just the stage on the stage, uh, not just to celebrate birthdays and have cupcakes, which are important, but they also should be leaving with tools that they can use that month because we have our staff meet us monthly. And so um, that's with our students. It's a digital citizenship. With our staff, we're focusing on emotional intelligence. And what I mean by that. Um, the psychologist that I'm sharing with you, um, Dr. Cozy, and as well as Adam Sainz, I had a chance to visit with Adam Sainz. He's written a book that's called The Power of a Teacher. It is amazing. Awesome. But um, Adam, he talks about the VUCA. And um, VUCA is pretty much something that's, that's traumatizing, right, that we all hold. And it's, it's something uh, that drives, sometimes it could drive biases and things of that nature. But just being aware of the biases that we bring in education or the biases as leaders we have toward our teachers, like all of that we must address. Um, and then our teachers' emotional intelligence, um, what they should be on the lookout for when they are providing instruction inside of their classrooms. 
um, how to say, you know what, I need somebody to fill my cup today and how to seek those resources. Like all of that is important. And so uh, we're focusing on that this year on our campus. My counselors, um, as I've shared with you, they are just an amazing asset to our team. And so they're going to help me um, carry that work because uh, we opened the school year up with basically what is it that you want students to leave Bravo Middle School with going to Willis High School? And so um, we asked them, what are the characteristics? And so they all drew pictures of like the outline of a student and they were like empathy, grit. Um, they, they wanted them to be self-advocates. Okay, so how are we gonna teach this, right? And yeah. so we are utilizing a resource that's called Character Strong and it's been driven by our counselors. And so that's how they're going to make sure that the, the teachers are helping the students. But as leaders, we also have to help the teachers. Yes, that is. And that is where the power comes from, because I love programs like Character Strong. I, you know, focusing on social and emotional learning and their own emotional zone of genius is so powerful. But if the teachers are unaware of their own, it doesn't transfer. Correct. Yeah. And I, I just think, you know, especially, you know, a kid of the 80s and 90s here, I was never yeah. taught that. Like, we were never taught that. But no. now, especially with every, like, so much information at accessible at our fingertips, we have mm -hmm. to. Like, mm -hmm. to become healthier human beings, we need to. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the title of the book is The Power of the Teacher. Is that, was that correct? The Power of a Teacher. The Power of a Teacher. And so it's by what, Adam Fines. Say that one more time. Adam Fines. Adam Fines. And that's so, S, that's F-A-E-N-Z. E-N-Z. Awesome. So I'm going to put that in the show notes too, but are there any other resources like your top three top two resources that you would recommend to principals new veteran assistant academic deans associates what are some resources and they can be podcast books what would you suggest all right so i'm, I'm trying not to give like a, a super duper list because i'm all things i take it by my vein i i just do if i see it and it's good stuff i'll put it into practice so um, I'll just give you guys a couple. Um, the Principal 50 by Baruti Kafele. Um, I had a chance to meet Dr. Kafele face to face, and he's the real deal Holyfield, guys. Um, but it's critical leadership questions for inspiring school wide excellence. Our motto this year is be epic, um, you know, and it's, it's just one of those things like, if you're going to be epic, you got to set yourself apart. And yeah. so this guy, Dr. Kafele, he just, he challenges you to do that in the Principle 50. And then another book um, that I'm reading, and it's by him too, it's called, Is My School a Better School? Because I lead it. Anybody so can be a principal. My school is a better school because I lead it? Uh -huh. Is my school a better school because I lead it? That is so, a great question. Yes. And, and with that book, um, it's gut-wrenching. So so get ready because, you know, as whenever we receive um, 
as leaders, whenever we receive like a promotion, right? It's just like, boom, yes, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you, 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 no, you're not. You need to grow. <laughs> you need to grow. And then it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I love the way you said earlier, just having those assumptions where we were talking about collaborative teaming. Um, our supervisors, you know, have certain assumptions about us as well. But there are things that, you know, you have to sit down and say, you know what? It, look at the man in the mirror. That's that's another Dr. Tim Harkrider. You should always take your mirror with you. And Baruti Kafele says it too. Yeah. As leaders, you need to have your mirror and you need to see what things you need to work on. And so you identify those things and you rock with it. But um, but those those are some tools that that I would say let's start with, and then um, going back to um, that emotional intelligence that we offer our teachers and and our students, we should also take um, those emotions emotional intelligence surveys too to see what we need. Mm-hmm. So I lean back on that too. Take your personality traits survey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh- there are several. I mean, even it to me, I don't even care which ones people take, like right. an Enneagram, the 16 personalities, yes. zone of yep. genius, whatever, or working genius, doesn't matter. Like as long as you're kind of figuring yourself out to understand your areas for growth and your areas of strength. Yes. And once you do that, um, get with your mentor. I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Delise Lloyd, um, the, the lady is absolutely amazing. Like wow. she works with all types of school districts all over Texas. But um, I, I put some stuff in front of her, you know, regarding my personality and things that I would like to work on. And she was like, yeah, you do need to work on that. And then she hit me with the five wise. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. But she also um, steered me in the right direction to get those resources that I need, Um, because it's not about it's not about me. It's not. It's about those who I lead and it's about my students. And and I'll go ahead and extend that. Um, You know, it's about the community that I serve, Um, because so often we (laughs) we look at our schools as isolated areas like, oh, I'm going to my school. I want my school to be great. I want my school to be epic. Well, your school can be epic if your efforts in the community are epic. So mm. that's that's the other piece. Um, that's something, <laughs> that's the latest piece that I've looked at in the mirror that I want to focus on. Um, I've had a chance to reach out to to my parents, but it's now it's time for us to get in the community. And basically, that's, that's so super easy because your parents are a part of the community. So you allow them to share with you just different things your kids are doing their kids are doing um it could be baseball it it could be basketball games show your face show your face absolutely and you know one thing that i i even challenge administrators to do often is to bring community members into goal setting conversations and and when you have those stakeholders invested in the campus guess what you have more mentors for your scholars which is so powerful. Um, yes. Harness the power of your community. I love that, Dr. Price. Yes. 
Oh man, Dr. Price, thank you so much for being here. Like I am just soaking up everything that you're talking about. Um, and you know, especially with it being the start of a school year, administrators need to hear these messages. Yes. Um, and so just kind of like, as we wrap up our conversation, what would be your piece of advice for any new administrator this year? Um, number one, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Give yourself grace. Um, make sure that you are practicing your pause. And what I mean by that is um, it is beginning of a new school year. A lot of us did not get breaks. Principals, normally we get two weeks. Well, my first week, my campus secretary blew my phone up. I had to put her on call block. <laughs> and, the, and the last week, Diane, you better not tell her either. The last, the last week, um, I, I put myself under a rock, and I did not come from under that rock until I was ready to, to come out into the world with that refill of that love and light. Um, but but that grace and, and taking that intentional break, um, you know, whenever you need that is important. But give yourself grace, practice your pause. Everything doesn't need an answer right now. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when teachers come and they voice concerns and you know you and your team have like given your blood, sweat and tears to work a solution with that, ask them for a solution. Ask them for a solution. So um, just encourage them to be a part of what, whatever your initiatives are or whatever um, doesn't allow you to sleep well at night because that's the other piece. We take the job home with us. Leave your job at work. Yeah. Put your new cape on. I shared with you guys the capes that Dr. Cozy told me about, the different roles that we play. Mm -hmm. Put that role on whenever you leave as parents as wife, you know, um, you know, you want to be a good person for your spouse, you know, you, you want to be a good daughter or a good son. So put those different capes on regarding the role that you serve and be present. Yeah. Well, and it preserves your energy. As you mentioned earlier today, it will help you be an, a stronger administrator by having mm -hmm. that, that energy. Correct. Oh, Dr. Price, thank you so much. And and you are also a dissertation coach. So I just yes, want to give you a little shout out, a little plug here that uh, Dr. Price is a dissertation coach and serves as a PASL tutor. So any of our aspiring administrators, if you need some consultation with your PASL, give her an email at pivotsinacademics at gmail.com. Dr. Price, do you want to add anything to that? I just want to say um, dissertations are not easy to write. Um, you get those edits back and you know, you tell yourself, I just can't do this. I just don't have time. But there's a formula to that, too. And I've broken that code. Um, I have three doctors under my belt right now. Um, wow. Yes, ma'am. And you have twins. How'd you do that? <laughs> The formula is so easy. I, I kid you not. Um, and, and it's, it's. I, but I also had some amazing professors at Sam Houston State University. And so they, they showed me how to crack that code and the rest is history. So um, there's some proven efforts in that work. And then with the PASL, um, the same thing there. Um, I just had a recent graduate who thought that she couldn't do it, you know, well, she's not graduate. She passed her certification exam. 
And she was like, I just can't do this. I can't. I said, yes, you can. And so we sat down and we looked at those domains and things that she needed to focus on. So um, I'll just tell you guys this. It's possible. It's all possible. All you have to do is be present. Man. Well, if you want that secret code, people, (laughs) if you want that formula, you reach out to Dr. Price. She going to give you that secret secret formula. Yes, I am. Uh, thank you, Dr. Price, so much. And uh, what viewers, listeners, if you are here, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're catching the replay, feel free to send us any message. We are happy to answer them. So y'all have a fabulous Saturday night. Thank you, everyone.